Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. Welcome to another episode of Powerful Nonsense, episode 222? No. No? Yes. 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 You have to forgive Jem. He's a little bit hungover. He's a little bit... Dying here. Been burning the candle at both ends. Been watching the football, haven't you, Jim? Penalty shootout, we made it. At the, at the time of recording, we have just beaten, last night, Colombia. And I drank a little bit too much. And, uh, yeah, Jem, <laughs> he got a little bit carried away. <laughs> I forgot about the podcast the next morning. Um, yeah. So you have to forgive him if he doesn't make all that much sense. But if you're listening to this on the day it goes out, you'll know whether... That's it. We've made it in the World Cup. That's it. Did we get We're all in a good mood now, but... Yeah, it could be quite depressed. You know, in a couple of couple of weeks' time, when this episode goes out, you'll be like, ah, <laughs> if only they knew. And we'll be like, football came home. But did it? Who knows? Who you guys knows? Know. Yeah, so I was thinking about this last night, just talking about football, which is a very rare thing for me. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, if you're joining us for the first time, I'm Wayne Ingram. I am Jim Yildiz. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> um, I was thinking about this. This is how little I know about football, right? But the whole football's coming home thing... Maybe I've finally connected the dots here. But if you win the World Cup, does that mean you host the next one? No. Okay, so that's not what football's coming home means. No. So if you win the World Cup, it's not a case of, oh, it's coming home as in football is literally coming home. (laughs) No, no, I think it's because the cup is coming to your home. Right. And obviously. So the football's not coming home. So really the song should be. The cup cup is is coming coming home. home. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it, though, does it? No, not really. But I thought it might be like with the Olympics, like when you win the Olympics. No, no not the Olympics. What am I thinking of? It's not the Olympics. I know what you're thinking of. What am I thinking of? It's not the Olympics because you put in a bid for the Olympics. What am I thinking of? There's something. That if you win, you that, get to host it. Yeah. What is that? I can't It was something recent. I'm yeah, sure yeah, it was. there is something. What I the hell is that? I've anyway. No idea. It's completely irrelevant. But Wayne's <laughs> actually going to come watch the football, which he's never I know. Done. I'm a bit anxious, actually. Are you going to be like... Um, a bit I like, might go full hooligan. You're going to be like the <laughs> IT crowd, or are you going to turn up with, like, uh, Elijah Wood from Green Street? I <laughs> <laughs> see, I've not seen Green Street. Uh, but I it. have seen the IT crowd. Yeah. Oh, he's kicking the ball! Yep. Uh, <laughs> is he, he's having a laugh, he's having a laugh. That's what you got to say. The problem with Chelsea is, yeah. they're trying to walk it in. Yeah, that's it. Just <laughs> stay that stuff at the screen. <laughs> And then every time someone passes, just get, uh, one of a little, the best. Uh, a so, a friend of mine, um, John, Johnny uh, Boy. He, in fact, do you know John? Yeah. Uh, John Williams cool. from uni. Yeah. Um, he was telling me that a friend of his had come up with the best kind of "I know nothing about football" line. 
that will completely get you out of the situation, right? Is so <laughs> when somebody's talking to you about football, you have no freaking clue. And uh, you just ask them what team they support, right? And in response to whatever they say, you just go, your boys have had a season. <laughs> and it's relevant. For, covers, covers it covers all, all bases. It could have been a bad season. could have been a good That's season. And then, and then, you know, you, get, you, you play off whatever response you And then you, you just got to walk away as quick as you can. <laughs> Basically, yeah, before they catch you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyhow, so this is not a podcast about football. Um, this is a podcast about millennial lifestyle, about entrepreneurial skills and entrepreneurial lifestyles and all that sort of jazz. Um, we're shaking up the format again a little bit today. Um, we're not going to go into a segmented thing. We're just going to go for a free flow discussion because we've got a few things that are kind of on our mind at the minute with with our lifestyles that we are it has nothing to do with a lack of planning and how hungover i am nothing to do with that we are highly professional at all <laughs> cannot stress that enough <laughs> nothing at all to do with that um so <laughs> so consider this another one of those extended what you up to slash powerful nonsense lab episodes so, I'm going to throw it out there, Jen, because I can. <laughs> what are you up to? Me, at the moment, a lot of running around, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, for anyone who's listening for the first time, I've got my business, uh, What the Pitter. We've got three stores now, um, which is three times the headaches of having one. <laughs> a lot more staff to manage. Um, but yeah, I feel like me and my business partner are obviously still doing a lot of everything for the business, really. <laughs> We're the accounting team, we're the marketing team, we're the logistics, we are the HR, we're everything. And so I'm in that sort of phase where it's like, okay, this is becoming ridiculous. We're doing all, literally, we're just not sustainable. So our plan is just literally how the hell do we stop running around yesterday at the bloody move about six pallets <laughs> of our stock into up two flights of stairs, which was not fun. It took me about four hours. So um, those things happen, and then you got to go back and then pay for in pay invoices and hire new people, <laughs> and then make sure you've tweeted, make sure you've done an Instagram post. Um, on top of that, I think obviously my um, you, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, I do my video work, which I've kind of stepped back a little bit from that now. So I've actually got uh, somebody doing it on my behalf. So on top of my businesses, I'm also managing <laughs> video work through you clients. I'm just listening to you. You sound so fed up. It's just tiring. I think uh -huh. it, I'm not fed up. Like, I love it. Like, I do generally love that hustle. I do enjoy it. But it's when you're doing so much and you're just like, ah, oh, having, like, that downtime just to, like, mm -hmm. recharge. I was saying to you earlier, just like, I'm not listening to podcasts. I can't remember the last time I picked up a book. Um, I, can't, I, haven't, I haven't meditated in ages. Like, I meditated mm -hmm. this morning because I was so hungover. I was like, it feels good just to chill yeah but i'm just saying i feel like because we're getting pulled into every day running around i feel like it's very easy to stop doing all the things that mm. kind of got you there in the first place in terms of like having a regiment being pretty like yeah. putting that time into continuing to learn and i think it's mm. so easy to <clears throat> fall out of that and at the moment i just feel like those plates need spinning and there's yeah. a lot of them <laughs> I, I just i just wanted to, to to flag it up really because i've kind of felt and, and it was a thought that pop, popped into my mind the other day because I feel like 
at mine and yours paths always seem to run in parallel. It's really, really interesting because I was thinking the other day about a few years ago when we were running the podcast and the lifestyles that we had then versus the lifestyles that we have now. And the lifestyles that we had then when we were, you know, a year or two into the podcast was very much, I mean, we were going to going and playing tennis in the middle of the day two, yeah. three times a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, then going to record. Well, we'd go sit and have a coffee for like a few hours. That's it. And, uh, you know, and and work at our own pace to our own schedules. Um, And those were lifestyles that we'd intentionally built for ourselves. And then fast forward another three or four years later, and here we are. And I think we're both, again, in the same boat. Blowtorching that candle. It is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you blowtorched it, taken all of the melted wax, tried to reforge it again, and, and then, burn it, and then again. burn it again. Double burn. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that is where we both are, mm. because now we both seem to be in a position where we actually don't have enough time to do what we, not only what we want to do, but actually our responsibilities and what we, what we need to do as yeah. well. Um, but I think a lot of that comes down to, um, I think, our ambitions have gone bigger. And I think that I because agree. both of us, we've had that lifestyle now. I've done it. I've seen, okay, I can make a general like income and I can live off my own time and do things in my own time. But I was like, okay, done that now. Let me see how I can handle having an actual business where I have mm-hmm. to manage people. And I think as our ambitions have gone bigger, I think the pressures on us have got bigger. I agree. And I think that is part of the process. And then it's kind of then managing how do you then put things in place that you can kind of manage your ambition Mm. in some ways and make sure it's sustainable. Because I think it's like anything, the early stages when you go self-employed or when you start a business or when you start a side hustle, you're doing a lot. And it's till you have to put in these little foundations. So Mm. I just feel like, my big ambitions haven't I haven't laid the foundations properly yet for those, but then that's it. it's like the next level, really. And I feel like that's the interesting bit, and I see it with you know my uh, my day job, um, essentially managing someone else's business for them, um, and they're kind of in the same position that we're kind of in in many ways, in that they're self employed, they run a private speech and language therapy practice. Um, and they've been doing that for about four or five years, which is about the same sort of time that we've been uh, self-employed, thereabouts, give or take a year or two. Um, and they're now at this point where they're like, okay, shit, like <laughs> things have moved and things are moving and things have got to a, a point where it's great. I'm very happy um, that I can that I can achieve this level of um, uh, income, on based off of my own skill set and my own time and me being my own boss. However, the downside of it all, of course, is this idea that you're never really your own boss because actually the clients become your boss. Um, and I felt the same way that actually I've now had to really go back to basics with a lot of my my stuff with a lot of my lifestyle and kind of gone okay where are those foundations what are the systems that are in place where are things out of whack and what can I do to kind of bring it back into um you know 
sanity, if you will. And I and that's where you are. That's where she is. That's where I am. And I think it's it's this kind of this middle bit, right? Where the bit at the be- at the beginning is hard in a different way. It's hard because you you haven't got enough income. You haven't got enough clients. So you need to go. Also, is that you're overcoming that psychological side of in the beginning? That's it's it. like, oh, am I good enough? And like you say, all those all those other things you've mentioned. But then once you get into it then it becomes like the really gritty work side of it. Yeah. Like the work will never stop, but it's the kind of work, like you're hoping that you're going to put those foundations in so that actually the system works itself mm. and you're just there managing the system. The issue almost becomes too much work. Mm. It's the opposite problem where you're in the first point, you're kind of going, am I going to have enough work? Am I going to get enough work? You know, is now the time to go completely self-employed or do I stick with what I've what I'm currently doing and, and, and kind of balancing that? It's always people trying to find the perfect timing for everything. And it doesn't. Mm. Unfortunately, there is never a perfect timing for like, do you hire an operations person? Do you overhire? Do you underhire? Right. Do you say, actually, I'll do the accounting and hold back? And I think that's probably like a, a problem that a lot of people wrestle with, especially when you're doing like entrepreneurial ventures or you've got your own businesses. It's like making sure the timing feels right for certain things. Mm. So is there anything that you're like actively doing at the minute to try and manage things or things that you haven't got yet got round to doing that you really want to do to kind of... One thing we're definitely Manage putting in... the overwhelm, shall we go with overwhelm? Yeah, it was, I would say it's quite overwhelmed. But again, it comes in peaks and like it's up and down. Like right. the beginning of the week could be crazy, the end of the week nice and relaxed, but it just depends. But the main thing we're doing is actually we know that we need this operation person for our business and we're hiring someone who's already managing one of our stores and bringing them out to become our operations manager. And we're like, we just desperately need another one of us it's just two of us mm. in the business that manage it but we need another one on the hand who can do certain tasks that we are pulled out to do because as i say we just can't manage it all ourselves anymore it's just got too much and we're missing out on opportunities because of that and so that's our main thing in terms of my other stuff i'm just happy that i've got to that point where with my video work i used to be afraid to say like no to certain people i used to think i oh, know i need to take on every bit of work that comes mm. in if i say i can't make it then that that's that's it that client ain't going to want to work with me again that was my fear then what i've done now is obviously found someone who can do some filming on my behalf if i'm not available and it, i also just yeah i'm happy to say no because again it comes down to i'm not relying massively on that video work income anymore but at the same time i've got very good clients that i've built up over the years i was doing it and i really appreciate them so yeah it's kind of like there's things that are in place to make it happen but i just know that each time each time there's more stresses, it just means I need to either hire someone in or I need to kind of outsource elements mm. of what I'm doing, mm. really. Okay. What about yourself? Um, oddly quite similar, actually. Um, so for anybody that's been following me on social media for probably the last eight or nine months will know that one of my big things for this year that I really wanted to do on top of going back to drama school was actually up my my content game. And I've been very, very passionate about getting that done. And I've actually been passionate about getting that done for many, 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 many years, but actually just haven't gone in and, and got the ball rolling with it properly. And one of the things that I found, what with having a day job plus... Um, 
drama school plus wanting to get this business that I'm setting up off the ground plus doing the podcast is I've just got so much going on that actually I haven't got the time to produce the content to the uh, frequency that I'd like to and and quantity that I would like to do. If it was up to me uh, and I had all the time in the world, there'd be uh, new bits of content going out every day, multiple times a day. But I just that's just not a reality that I can face at the minute. It's about building momentum. And uh, then me and you were having a conversation last it's week, clicked, I think it was. It, yeah. Was it last week or the week before? It was a week before that, yeah. Um, and it just suddenly clicked in place when you mentioned the fact that your brother had uh, hired someone to edit all of his YouTube stuff. Um, And I suddenly went, huh. (laughs) The most obvious thing. And I went, huh. And how much is he paying for that? And it was uh, quite a reasonable fee. And I thought, shit, why had I not thought of that? So um, so I've recorded my first, uh, well, not recorded my first vlog. I've outsource my first editing of a vlog this week which is an experiment i'm not 100 percent happy with the vlog content itself but it might come back and i'll be very happy with it so it might be knows. nice for you to also like share that process because there's a lot of stuff you can outsource but you're talking about vlogging in particular well well the next well then I, well, what i was going to say was i've then taken it to the next step and the next level which is kind of taking the gary v uh vayner media model of creating content of having that video, that vlog as the pillar content. And then what I've also done is I then looked into transcribing uh, those videos once they're edited. And I found a company called, I think it's called Rez, R-E-Z, dot com. And they will transcribe a minute of audio for $1. So for a 10-minute vlog, I could do $10 of transcribing and might need a little bit of tidying up because obviously it's different mediums but then essentially i've got a blog post then i rip the audio from the video and i've got a podcast so that's three pieces of content in one week for probably around 20 pounds thereabouts thereabouts so i've got three pieces of content plus i can take bits from the transcribed stuff and create like instagram quotes and all that sort of stuff for about 20 quid a week um, which is really, really reasonable. And it's it's something that I'm really hoping that I'm going to be able to, um, hopefully, <laughs> if cash flow allows, do on a very regular basis and just keep this content thing going. Because it's been one of, one of the projects that I've had on my mind that I've really wanted to really nail this year and been really, really struggling with. Um, so that's one thing. But then this other thing, which is something that I'm just experimenting with now... Um, is this idea of systemizing my relationship building and my networking. People don't often sounds, believe me. Yeah, sounds a bit like pickup artists, like I'm systemizing it, how I... It does, it does. <laughs> um, but it's not. Um, but people won't believe me, I don't think, when I say how much of an introvert I actually am um, and how much I hate networking. Not necessarily because I don't like talking to people, but actually I hate starting a conversation with somebody I don't know. I've always been incredibly shy around introducing myself to people. Since since as young as I can remember, I have never liked approaching a stranger, ever. Did your parents tell stranger you? Stranger danger. Talk to, don't talk to strangers too often. Or <laughs> no, I don't, know what it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I've from. just never, I've never been comfortable just approaching somebody and starting a conversation. Mm. However, like 
I remember uh, last year, one of my best friend's uh, birthdays, and I knew nobody there. I think I remember you except her. mentioning this on the podcast. Before. I think I might have done, yeah. yeah. I knew nobody except her. So I went and said hi to her. You know, it was her birthday anyway, so that was the right thing to do in that situation. Went and said hi, and then I was like, do you need a hand setting up with anything? She was like, no, 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 I'm fine. She was like, just go sit down. And I was like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really know anyone. And uh, so I was kind of like, she was like, she knows me very well. She was like, do you want me to introduce you to someone? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so she went over and introduced me to a couple of people that had actually trained at the University of Northampton uh, in her year group or the year below. And then that was it. I was fine. Yeah. And then I was chatting all evening to, to everyone then, because then that was a way into, they'd introduce me to the other people and that was fine yeah. then. Um, so one of the things that has been a weakness of mine as an actor um and actually as an entrepreneur in general i think as well is actually networking and building solid relationships uh with new people and expanding my horizons in that respect so i'm currently working through a system not my system um but i will report back on it once i've seen any levels of success from it in in detail but basically working through a system of basically being able to just through two hours a day um, combine both my marketing and my networking efforts as an actor um, to really, really build that network because it is a cliche, but particularly in show business, it's not what you know. It's most definitely who you know. And um, and yeah, so that's one of the things I'm really working on, just so I don't have to think about it and I can just get outside of my head with the networking thing and just, and just do it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of, that's like, Particularly this week, that is like my pet project. Just get that system in place and just move forward with it. Nice. That was a very long-winded answer to your question of <laughs> yeah. what are you doing at the minute? Know, yeah, just spill all the beans on everything that's going on. But I, it's it's top of mind at the minute, so I just kind of had to let it out. Um, so... Pain points for you at the minute, Jeremy. You've obviously mentioned a lot about burning the candle at both ends, um, and you're. But is there anything in particular, any particular problem that you're just kind of like, man? Even if it's not even work related, but even if it's just lifestyle related or or whatever, something that you're like, man, I wish I could do more of that, or I wish I could do less of that, um, and, and just kind of any things that you're doing to kind of mitigate. Mm, lifestyle wise I'm pretty I'm actually alright like it's all fine like I'm seeing people and going out and um, I do miss like uh, our little coffee catch up mate how, when was the last time like, we've done that I know and I've done, I don't used to like just because I was doing it with a few people but then that's kind of like fallen away but I like that because then that gets like your brain's very relaxed and you get all creative and you get mm-hmm. all like ideas come up but um, but yeah, my main, biggest pain point at the moment, though, in terms of, and then we'll talk about business a bit, is just managing people. Like, right. it is the hardest thing in business to do, like, to keep people happy and keep people motivated and keep people, like, in good relationships with each other. That's been a huge issue. And that's like, but then I've, I mean, spoke to my business partner's dad and he's like, look, that doesn't end. That never stops. Yeah. You're never just going to be like, like, you got to think people come and go in and out of jobs and, 
plus some people have times where you hate your work sometimes you love your work sometimes you had a bad day and you bring that into work and so for me it's just accepting that you know what those sort of hr problems will probably never stop Mm -hmm. and it's just part of the package but then hey maybe you need to get someone in who manages that part or can do it so that it doesn't have to be a stress for you because i do always feel like me and my business partner was like every morning we wake up and it's like okay how many fires are going off who's hating who has something turned up so it's again it's, it's that whole thing is like you're constantly putting out fires and it's stressful. And I can see this is this that most of the work when you have a business, it looks nice when you talk to people and say, Oh, I've got a business, and they're like, Oh, that's really cool. But the bits that are, you never see are just how annoying and how stressful it can be to have hundreds of little tasks that always need doing. There's always something to be done. I know once I switch on my phone after this podcast there's going to be a list of things or that need to be done or I know I've got to check emails and do stuff. So yeah, that's that's my biggest pain point at the moment is just accepting that HR, human relationships and stuff like that is difficult in business. <laughs> and is there anything that you're kind of wanting to do to kind of get off that hamster wheel? Uh, the main thing is having this um, operations person come in and like I think as soon as that happens, I think it's just going to release a bit of pressure from me and Rogers. Like we're carrying a little bit too much now. And if we can just unload like a further of that to someone else mm-hmm. to kind of take it on the chin, then I feel that's going to definitely free us up. Uh, isn't it interesting how the conversation is so much about getting someone else to do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or even just trying to streamline everything so that yeah. it's just Well, not... even like today you came over and then I had the, <laughs> my frozen food that arrived because I've like signed up to this thing called All Plants, which like a vegan ready meal like healthy ready meals and I was just like you know that's another thing like that I'm just like you know, I haven't got time to be cooking these nice fancy meals and it's crazy but the more you're doing and the more you're trying to achieve the more you have to be so like strict with how yeah. you're managing your time and actually is the effort of being in the kitchen making food for an hour as probably valuable as maybe taking 20 minute meditation and fucking uh-huh. like tidying up your office so that your head feels clear. Mm. And it's those kind of trade-offs that it's literally getting to. And it's a lot of the stress. It's like a modern day stress, but I feel like but we are working very, hard. I think it's a very real modern day stress though. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe maybe I'm saying that as somebody that has got multiple side hustles plus a day job and, that, and not everybody's in that scenario. But I think it's more people than 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 people you, would realize but i was thinking this like obviously the conversation i have i'm around you as businesses and other people have business but i think people in business always say could you imagine how nice it would be if you had just a nine to five go to work at the end of the day you switch off oh i mean and you, earn, you get your so money times but that's i feel like it's so weird because i think obviously we're an entrepreneurial podcast and we're all for having business and it is amazing there are amazing perks to it and opportunities but don't always think it's rosy because some people like like we do. I my I know my business partner all the time. He's like, could you imagine just having a nine to five? Literally, just go yeah. to the office at nine, leave at five, and after five, you don't have to give a crap about mm-hmm. anything. Somebody was somebody was <laughs> saying to me the other day. They were like, oh, this person at work's really really annoying me because you know they're not getting stuff done. But I have to be sympathetic because you know they they are stressed and overwhelmed. And I went, oh, I went, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, they do, they do how many days a week and what hours? I was like, they do like, yeah. it's not even nine to five. It's like oh. lunchtime to six oh. o'clock. And I'm like, overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they, like, they want to live my lifestyle. Yeah. And they were like, I know. <laughs> I think every, everybody always thinks they're busy than everybody else. And I'm sure maybe they are stressed in their I own way. I always say yeah. though, I always say there is always someone working harder than you. Yeah. Always, always, yeah. always. 
But I mean, yeah, I mean, I have this, I do have the moments occasionally where I go, do you know what? It'd be really nice to be able to go home and know that all of my work ambitions it's are stopped. still in the office yeah, yeah. At, at work. <laughs> and I get home and I walk through the front door yeah. and all I have to worry about is what am I going to eat tonight yeah. and what's on, what am I watching on TV? Me. <laughs> like what, I would love life. that life. lifestyle, but actually normally it's actually more a, what, what have I got time to eat tonight? Yeah. And, um, and uh, what am I not going to be watching on TV? Because actually yeah, yeah. I've got too much shit to do. And I walk upstairs and my housemate's sat on the sofa watching TV. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll have a cup of tea. Yeah. And then I feel guilty for having yeah. a cup of tea and sat sitting, chatting to my housemate. Because I'm like, yeah. I need to go because I've got work to do. And then I feel guilty for leaving the conversation prematurely. <laughs> and then it's guilt, 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 guilt. Yeah. But then on the <laughs> flip side, just to the positives, I always hear, also get that feeling like, it might be today and this afternoon I might just walk up the road and pick up a few bits shopping and at mm. the same time I'm like ah, I got to choose to go shopping today at this time no yeah. one else is here it's not busy I'm not getting on trains and stuff like that and so I always have those moments of yeah but I wouldn't want it like any other way like there are those yeah, stresses it. and it is nice to switch off and like I'm pretty sure for you when you walk through the doors of your drama your drama studio that you're going to I'm sure you have that same feeling like ah I'm choosing this yeah and that's the bit that I think uh, that's what makes it all worthwhile, really. Yeah. Do you know what, oddly, one of my kind of short-term ambitions is right now with this other business that I'm setting up and I'm, I'm hoping that's going to take off to a degree, but that point at which that thing becomes a full-time gig and it's like, because I'm a night owl and just being able to work, and maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but work from like 10 p.m. through to 4 a.m. and get all that work done in the night sleep until like would you actually do that mid yeah because i'm such a night owl sleep until like midday yeah and then have the rest of the day to not even worry about any work all daytime when the sun's shining (laughs) the birds are singing all that daytime to be like this is my time because i've worked through the night when i've been super productive because no distractions the house is quiet as hell Mm. i've worked those out but equally if I'm like, do you know what? I'm knackered today. I just want an early night. I can do that as well. And that is just such a beautiful yeah. thought yeah. that I can just Have react full. to whatever I need yeah. as completely full autonomy to whatever I need yeah. rather than I have to be here at this time or I have to, because it's a job that I'm going to be able to do working well, from home. Yeah. That's why I was like my video work when I was like, oh, I've got a busy day today, but I'm just editing at home. It's like, oh, it's so nice. I don't have to leave the house for the next few uh-huh. days to edit and yeah 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 <sighs> it's lovely to, we've <laughs> to looked dream. at yeah to dream <laughs> to dream but it's interesting though because isn't it strange how we've been there yeah we've left that to pursue better ambitions and the ambition is to go back to where we've came from you know they say in it like what's the um they've got that analogy of the guy about the fisherman he gives the guy he has, oh, if he sees a man fishing and he goes, oh, you know, if you had a few more sticks, you'd probably catch more fish. And he's like, oh, yeah. So he's like, you catch more fish. So he goes, yeah, you could sell these fish, sell those fish. And he goes, oh, do you know, if you, if you had your own boat, you'd be able to uh, earn more, get, even, get even more fish. And then you could 
catch all the fish and make so much money. So the guy goes, yeah, and then when I go, what am I going to do after that? He's like, yeah, yeah, then, then basically you can get someone else to run that ship for you, catch all the fish, sell them on your behalf. He goes, then what will we do? He's like, yeah, I'll go back to fishing. And it's kind of like that whole yeah, circle. it is. <laughs> that whole circle of like... It is. Well, I kind of think that with my acting career, right? Because like, I used to... I When I was in amateur dramatics before I trained... I did. I realized before I went into training, I'd done 10 years where I wasn't working on a project, right? Mm. And I was like, this is all I want to do in my life, right? I'd spent 10 years, and that entire 10 years, there wasn't a single day where I didn't have a project in the pipeline, right? Not a single day. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, this is what I want to do with my life. So I'm like, right, I'm going to become a professional actor, right? So I go and train, and I live that full-time acting life for three years so that I can live the full-time life as an actor but actually earn money from it. Mm. I go out into the industry, and I've never acted less. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole ambition now is to go back to what I was doing at Amateur Dramatics, but actually get paid to do it. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. And it's, I always think it's nuts. I'm like, yeah. the irony is I act far less now as a professional yeah. than I did when I was an amateur. <laughs> and it's so ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it's that money makes all the difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, because if you can pay your bills knowing that that's all you're ever going to have to do with your time. Yeah. So if someone said, look, I'll pay you forever, that's it, you just go back. You your bills are covered for life. Back to amateur dramatics. <laughs> I don't know if I could, though. Would you feel like it's not? Um, I feel like my ambitions superseded that now, you know? There you go. It's the, it's the money and the, the ego. <laughs> in a good way, though. No, I don't know if it's the ego. I think it's just the things that you want to experience, right? Yeah. Like Being on set. Yeah, I want to experience yeah. being on a high-budget film set that is like a massive spaceship. <laughs> like I want to experience that because who else can say like, there are not many people that can say I've been on a spaceship. Do you know what I mean? Do you so know what I mean? That's your ambition. That is and like, like, and oh. I, I think like, I watched the Lord of the Rings making of documentary. Oh yeah, right? they are. I want to be an actor when I watch those yeah. to be honest. And there's, there's the stories of Sean Bean who refused to get in a helicopter, right? So he's wearing all of his armor. He's got his shield on his back, his sword on his back. He's wearing all his armor and he, his, trekking across New Zealand, across the mountains, because he refuses to get in the helicopter. The helicopters fly over him. I'm like, who else can say that they have trekked across New Zealand with a shield and sword <laughs> on their back, wearing wearing chainmail armour? There are not many people that can yeah, say that. Crazy. And I just think it's those little stories, those experiences. Those are the things that made me fall in love with, with acting, mm -hmm. is the idea of being able to actually be in that world. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted to do it, so... Yeah. Yeah, and you don't really get that with amateur dramatics. No. You get a really shitly painted set. It's <laughs> essentially just a black a box that is meant to be the house. <laughs> yeah, with with the you know you know like you know like the square windows with oh, the yeah. with the cross <laughs> through the middle, and then your head goes through the side. You can yeah. just see through the square. Yeah, and no. someone's uncle's made it, and, you're like, oh. and and they didn't have brown paint, so they painted it red. Yeah, <laughs> you know that sort of shit. Bigger ambitions, Wayne. You're bigger yeah. than that. You're bigger than that. <laughs> uh, cool. People anyway, should, uh, yes. Wrap up our ramblings there. Yes, most definitely. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think it's a bit nice every now and then just to touch base with you guys, give you guys a little bit of an insight into what it is that we're struggling with, what we're not struggling with, um, where we're tightening things up. Because that's really what the podcast started out as was just a kind of me and Jem talking about our journey and the kind of things that we're learning as freelancers and entrepreneurs, um, which. We don't get to talk about as much these days. 
um, because we feel like we've exhausted a lot of topics, I, I think. But every now and then, just to touch base and revisit them, because we do learn new things and our perspective does change quite a lot. And our situations particularly have changed a lot since the start of the podcast uh, four years ago, four and a half something years like ago, that. something like that. Um, but yes, so I hope you really, really enjoyed that episode. If you did, please do leave us a nice uh, review on iTunes. Five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. If you have any questions or thoughts on the episode, you can hit us up on Twitter at PN underscore podcast or send us an email, Wayne at PowerfulNonsense.com for me or Jem is Jem at PowerfulNonsense.com spelt C-E-M. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much for tuning in and we will catch you next time. See you later.